Hi, I'm Kelsey Harrison, and this is the Get Wild Podcast, where each episode we dig into ways to reclaim your most wild and authentic self. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Wild podcast today. You're about to hear a podcast with Megan Broderick. She is the co-owner, co-founder of Shrinkadash, a female and sister-owned business. Their focus is on making adaptogens more accessible to us in our daily lives. So the product that Shrinkadash sells is a cold brew, canned cold brew. It's so good with a dash of adaptogens, right? And If you like coffee, if you like feeling like the best version of yourself and giving yourself a little bit more of what it needs, I would highly recommend checking it out. I personally love drinking ash. It is my favorite way to start the day or to pep up when I'm feeling in a slump and not have that anxiety and stress that normal coffee can sometimes give you. So if you're interested, we have a one-time 15% off code, 15% discount for your first time online purchase. The code is get wild and yeah, go check it out. Listen to the podcast. They are awesome girls doing awesome stuff to make us feel better in our bodies and just to normalize using adaptogens to help us feel like our best versions of ourselves. Welcome to the get wild podcast. My name is Kelsey and I'm here today with Megan. Megan, Broderick is the co-founder and owner of Adash, a sister-founded sister city functional beverage wellness company. She is also the COO and event coordinator for a boutique catering and events company in Wanaka. Am I probably saying that wrong? New Zealand. <laughs> um, Megan, why, yeah, yeah, perfect. Why don't you go ahead and just um, add in anything else you want to share? Where you live, where you're from, how this whole journey got started. And I definitely want to hear more about working for a company in New Zealand and how that happened. Yeah, cool. I'll be happy to chat about that. Um, So I'm originally from Chicago, the Northwest suburbs, Um, grew up there and I came down to Charleston to play soccer at the College of Charleston many moons ago now, um, 20 years ago this year. And then I kind of have been out of Charleston since I graduated. Um, Back then, Charleston wasn't quite as vibrant in terms of the job scene um, as it is now. So I moved back up to Chicago to work. Um, And then I have spent the last 12 years kind of living abroad and then living part of the year in Charleston. Awesome. So when you were abroad, where all did you go? Yeah, so I very first moved abroad to South Korea. but my job after I'd been there a few years post-college, it was an awesome job in the event, uh, in the liquor and wine sales space. So it was really fun for a 20 something, but I was burnt out. I remember going into the office one Friday, I was hungover because I had gone out and was entertaining clients and we were doing a whiskey tasting. And I looked around the office and I just was like, huh, I don't want to be any of these people. They're all like, not happy. They're divorced, they're alcoholics, they just, don't, they're not happy. I don't want to be them. So I quit my job. Um, the next week I gave notice. I'm very type A. Um, so I gave like six weeks notice 
And then I moved to South Korea. So that was the very first place I ever lived. And the point of the backstory is I felt if I was going to like turn my whole life on its head, I wanted to go somewhere that like made me as uncomfortable as possible. You know, one, and I would just have that opportunity to like grow and just be really uncomfortable. Um, so I lived there. I've spent time living in Bermuda. And then for the last 10 years, I've lived Australia, New Zealand, and then Charleston. Um, that's incredible. I mean, first of all, to have the awareness as a younger adult to sit around and because I mean, we are a, a accumulation or we, you know, we become the five people we surround ourselves with the most. Yes. And to look around at everyone and be like, and be able to recognize that that's the path you're on and you don't want to be there. I think that's huge. Most people don't have that kind of a moment unless something shakes them, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that's really cool. That's like an awesome pivotal moment in your life. Yeah. Yeah, it really and was. Then, and I think I still haven't figured out exactly what it is that I am doing in life, but I think that's okay. We're always growing and changing and evolving. I just knew that isn't the person that I wanted to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wow. And then to South Korea where, yeah. I mean, do people speak a lot of English in South Korea? So depending upon where you are, they do. So it is required in the national, like at pers uh, public education system there now. I went and taught English there. So there was a, a lot of hiring of English teachers at that time. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't my background. All you needed to do was have a four-year degree one of the like seven qualifying native English countries, native English speaking countries. So I went, I taught English. It was kind of like I in college thought I wanted to be a teacher, but I'd already declared my major. And I was like, all right, let's go give this a try. Maybe that's what I'm meant to do. So we'll try that out. Um, so where I lived was in a city that by Korean standards is smaller. It was around 1 million people. Obviously that's still huge by our standards. Um, but I lived in kind of like the poor so actually nobody spoke English at all. It was the first time my school had ever had an English teacher in their school. Um, and I taught like kindergarten through fifth grade, so elementary school levels. Um, so that was really interesting. It was also really cool because it forced me to learn to speak Korean, at least conversationally, not with my students because they couldn't know they needed to learn English, but like to the local shop when I was going to a restaurant just to do anything like set up my phone, my count. I had to figure out all of those things. So um, yeah, I was able to learn Korean enough to be like conversationally fluent. I had a lot of Korean friends. And so it was really different and really fun. But yeah, if you're in a big city, a lot of people speak at least basic English. Um, so you can definitely like get around people will be able to in the right direction. That's incredible. That is so brave to me to <laughs> throw yourself into that. Yeah, it was really it was wasn't I don't consider it brave it's it's nice that you say that but it's just kind of like how I've lived I like to go when I came down to Charleston I didn't know anybody I came I mean I was playing on the soccer team but I came to visit and I was like okay yeah this is my place I want to be as far away from where I grew up I just have always putting myself in situations I wasn't quite comfortable um so I really loved that experience it was really cool Amazing. And then you made your way over to Australia, New Zealand. And so do you still live there a portion of the year? Yeah. So my husband and I met when we were living in Australia. Um, he's Brazilian, so it makes all the sense in the world. Um, but we <laughs> met living there and we ended up moving to 
uh, New Zealand after that because we were both coming to the ends of our visas in Australia and it was, we weren't married, we were just dating and we're like, where in the world can we both go right now um, that we can find work, but we don't have to have a job sponsor us. So we moved to New Zealand in 2014 and then we got married um, actually here in Charleston in 2015. And then we were here for about 18 months. No, I think we made it. Um, we were itching to go back to New Zealand, but we didn't have a sponsored work visa as yet. But we had kept in contact like with employers we had and just other from there always like, hey, if anything comes up and we match your, the skill set, let us know. So it turned out that who my husband worked for when we were in New Zealand the first time actually role open that matched my skill set. So we went back and I worked for them and I still work for them 2016. Um, and I spent pre pandemic flipped things on its head, which is what we'll talk about a little bit about how the business came to be. But um, prior to COVID, we had spent from 2016 until um, living six months of the year in Charleston and then six months of the year in New Zealand. Um, that's really because my husband is a green card holder. So he's a permanent resident. So we maintain permanent residence here, but then he has to be here um, and maintaining that residence for at least six months out of the year. So we go to New Zealand, do our work and our busy season, and then we come back here to permanent residence in Charleston. That's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty fun. We chase summer. So it's really, I'm not um, somebody who's super into, I love hiking, the outdoors, the mountains, but like skiing or snowboarding isn't really my thing. And my husband's from Brazil, so cold weather is a thousand percent not his thing. So yeah, we get, we get to chase summer, which is pretty cool. Um, and then we've been back in Charleston since October of 2020. For lack of a better term, stuck outside of New Zealand. When we left, we didn't know we weren't going to be able to return, but things happened and went because of border closures over there. And you still haven't been able to go back. Correct. So we are actually going back in about three weeks. Yeah. Um, it will be time. So it will be just under two years since we've been back in New Zealand, which is crazy to say out loud. And will you be there for the next six months? I'm going to stay a little bit longer this time. So we're going to be there probably seven or eight months. So my husband can be out of the country for up to 12 months, but we are going to wind down chapter of life. So it's a really cool season for us, but it's a transitional season. So I'm going to find and train my replacement so that I can unwind myself from the New Zealand business and be just a thousand percent full-time on our own business. I already do it full-time um, because I work New Zealand business hours while here. So during the a dash and then on the weekends a dash and then I work 4 p.m. till midnight for my paying job. So we are going to wind that down and get back into balance. <laughs> that that sounds like in eight months you'll have a little bit more freedom <laughs> for sure yeah. a lot more freedom it will be very very nice because it you know it's been two two years yeah. well, almost two years 18 months I guess we've been in business officially. so yeah so yeah let's dig into a dash tell tell me about it how it got started what your mission is how it was born whatever you want to share yeah, so the overarching mission is just to help people incorporate adaptogens into their everyday wellness routine through products they already enjoy. Um, adaptogens as a whole, if anybody doesn't know, are just a class of super herbs and mushrooms that help bring your body back to its natural state of balance or homeostasis. In particular, they help your body manage stress, however it's 
feeling that stress. So emotional, chemical, um, physical, mental, it adapts its function. If you think plant, just like a flower growing in your house, right? It moves to find the sun. If you put it in the window, adaptogens do that, but within your body. So they adapt their function to where you're holding your stress or feeling your stress. Um, so that's our ultimate overarching goal. The story starts actually with my sister's together. You mentioned in the um, kind of intro, which was perfect, that we're sister founded in sister cities. So I'm here in Charleston and the business Charleston based. Um, and she's up in Nashville. So we run the business together. She had really severe postpartum anxiety in particular, and a bit of depression as well, um, back in 2017 into 2018. And she went the traditional like allopathic Western medicine route. Um, her doctors, you know, were saying, oh, well, your labs look great. So if you don't like, it's kind of just, you're a new mom, that is what it is. And if you don't feel great, then like take a prescription pill to your anxiety. And she just was really unhappy with that approach. She didn't like how she felt when she was taking a pill. She couldn't really function um, as a mom, as a partner in her job when she wasn't on a pill because she was so constantly anxious and she finally saw a functional practitioner and discovered a really severe hormonal imbalance. Her cortisol was completely um, bottomed out. So it did not move from the time she woke up in the morning until the time she went to bed at night. Um, so she was in that constant state of chronic ultra high stress fight or flight. Um, so they incorporated adaptogens into her daily wellness. Some other things, it's all about balance and we have to treat the bio individual um, but adaptogens really helped her ba- rebalance her hormones and baby self again. The thing was back then they came basically in a pillar powder format and they tasted like part of my language, but shit, they tasted like <laughs> the absolute dirt of the earth, um, super bitter. And so she was often mixing them into cold brew coffee because she was traveling a lot for work to like mask, although cold bitter, it like masked the earthy bitterness. It just made it taste like it was in the cold brew. Um, And so she actually came to visit me in New Zealand in January 20. So right before the pandemic hit, um, along with her partner. And she was telling me about the adaptogens that she'd been taking. I was a little bit familiar with them just from living in Asia, but they don't refer to them as that there. So we were chatting about that. And she was saying, hey, I'm thinking of like making it to share with family and friends because I just want everybody to experience the benefits of these adaptogens. Like they've changed my life and I just want people to, to, you know, understand them and appreciate them and get to enjoy the benefits. And I was, Hmm, well, I'm the older sister. I'm the oldest of three of us. That sounds like a really lot of work, right? Just like to give it or sell it to family and friends. Like they are passionate about that and you want to share it with people. Why don't you just go for it make a business out of it? Um, so yeah, we kind of, she was there for about 10 time, like hiking and traveling around and just brainstorming what, how could this be a business? What would it look like? Um, she really wanted me to co-founder, but at that time I was still like, oh, we're six months in New Zealand, six months in the States. It just doesn't make sense. I'll help you. Like I, I work for a small company. My experience is very different to hers. And so I'm happy to basically consult you, but I won't be a co-founder. Well, the world had a I was back here in the States a few months before she was planning to launch the business. And it was kind of like, okay, keep wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You're not going back, at least not with any sort of certainty 
will you come on? And I was like, all right, let's just do it. Let's go all in. So that is how the story happened of Adash. It's kind of a long-winded story, but that's that's how we came to be. I love that. My sister and I are super close as well. And so I just, I really love that y'all have done this together and that as an older sister, you know, she, I'm, I'm a younger sister, but she had this idea, this dream. And you were like, go all in, like what's, what's going to happen? Because a lot of times we do like we, we get these passions or these hobbies and we're, we try and keep them as hobbies. Yes. And if it's good if we love it. And if we're good at what we're doing, why not also get value from it at the same time? Yeah, totally. So it was a long um, process, I get, to, I guess, to get there. So she stayed at her full-time job um, and we both kind of like side hustled it. It was more than a hobby, but less than like her full-time, but July 1st of this year. So about 15 months into this, she is now full-time only on the business. She quit her corporate job and is just doing a dash, which is really cool. Incredible. And so what were some of the biggest challenges and obstacles that y'all saw as you were beginning to create this business and move into both her going full-time and you will be soon going full-time as well? What, what has shown up for you? Yeah. So I think the initial process is just difficult. There's a lot of gatekeepings. Um, everything is segmented and separate. So it's not like you go to one person and you're like, hey, here's my idea. I have this cold brew with adaptogens that I've been making in my kitchen. This is the recipe that I use. Can you commercialize it and like bring it to a manufacturer? It's like, oh, you need to talk to this beverage scientist and they will put you in touch with this ingredient supplier and then this ingredient supplier. So it's very piecemealed, um, particularly if you're trying to do it at a lower cost. So beverage is notoriously expensive. I would say like, we did not start this business to make money. <laughs> that is the, for sure the case. I would pick a lot of other things if I was just doing a business to make money. <laughs> um, we started it because we really believe in it. So the initial challenge is just, yeah, that gatekeeping and then how expensive it was to start the business. We haven't raised money. Um, we're not, we're trying not to take like outside money. We want to be able to control the company and the vision and the mission and really connect with our customers. So I think the biggest challenge is just like, actually funding the business up front and then ongoing. Um, everybody's talked about it and I feel like it's kind of oversold at this point, but there were issues with supply chain for us, but because we started in the pandemic era, like that's all we've ever known. So some of our supply chain issues are actually getting better now, which is cool, but it definitely as a small business was a challenge just because it meant we had to order things further in advance to make sure they were ready when we would produce. Um, and we didn't have like terms with any of our suppliers. So we were paying for everything upfront, often like 120 days before we ever received any product. So cash flow, I would say, was really difficult for us early, um, which is why both of us did stay working in other full-time jobs. Yeah. I mean, I have a business, but it's a service versus a product. Yeah. So it's very different to look at it from the supply chain and what goes into it. And I'm sure also with bev beverages, like any food and bev, there's so many regulations that y'all probably have to meet in, in yes. order to sell the products. So it's really interesting. And that was something that was important to us. So we go through FDA approval, like our product is FDA, the ingredients are FDA approved because we are food or beverage. 
supplements, a lot of people don't know this. So if we were just like a pill or a powder exclusively, don't have to go through FDA regulation because they're not regulated in the same way. So we use the highest quality ashwagandha, which there's only like one or two that the FDA actually approves for um, food and beverage use and all of those things. So yeah, there was certainly some of learning is what I would say um, along the way. Yeah. Awesome though. And I, I mean, I'm in Charleston. I feel like I see a dash everywhere personally, <laughs> but I also Thank just like to hang the health and wellness areas. <laughs> yeah, I get this a lot. So Charleston actually drives like 80% of our business at the moment. So we're really excited to see how we'll grow like in Nashville and then beyond you know, Southeast. We're exclusively focused on the Southeast right now. Um, I a lot of time building community here, um, particularly like you mentioned in space. So I did a lot of pops. That was the good thing about working New Zealand business hours. While my days are super long, like I typically work a, you know, 16 hour day if I'm a week, um, because I do like eight hours and eight hours. Mm-hmm. It meant I could go into places and be there in person. Whereas like my sister, her job, nine to five job more so. So the hours kind of so we do have really what you're saying is like I know who our community here is and most think the same thing like oh I, I know it's everywhere that I go or oh, I see all my friends drinking it that case I've found what's really cool and interesting that I've done a few like markets here and there um just to see how that was and always it's not the same response so like if I go to a fitness event I don't think I ever go to any anymore that like nobody product which is really cool um that I haven't built the community as yet, it's usually the first time that they've tried it. So it's really, it's cool to see that. And it's cool to see how you build community and they do notice where you are versus like, if you haven't had those interactions with people um, as a small brand, they same places they might be at the daily, but they just don't, you know, they don't know that they've actually seen it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it makes total sense. And it's this, I mean, that's like with anything, if you're building that community and you're, you're in that headspace and those clients are the same clients that are going to go to yoga are going to go to a fitness event are going to go to, you know, certain stores and, and see it there. Whereas other people who health and wellness isn't their priority, it might totally fly right by them, but it might be something essential that they need and they just don't even know that it would help them. Totally. our thing. Sorry, go ahead. You, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, I was just going to say as a, a new mom with a one-year-old, the, I know you were t- speaking to your sister's uh, postpartum and yeah. everything she was ha- dealing with. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's got to be a huge market to tap into of moms because not all moms are going to yoga or are in the health and wellness scene, but Absolutely. struggle with anxiety, depression, and postpartum is the most challenging thing in the whole world. So yeah. Yeah. We like, we're a little bit in that market here, but I'm not a mom myself. So obviously like, it's not the same authenticity um, as her building that in Nashville. So she's absolutely like working on that in Nashville. We did the moms run through postpartum support Charleston. If you know them, that their run was like mother's day weekend down here in Charleston in May. Somebody came down, we did that, which was really cool. Um, We're both super, so I'm actually more passionate just generally about like the overall healthcare system in our country and how broke um, functions differently. She is more specifically engaged in the postpartum depression and anxiety, but 
our goal really in terms of like we talked about giving adaptogens to everyone every day, making them accessible, convenient, wherever you shop, like you mentioned, there might be the mom that's not going to this be where they're going. So we aren't yes. just focused on like health and wellness places. We're not just going into the vitamin shop. You know, we want to be at the daily. We're at Mercantile and Mash. We're where you go um, to find your products already. But we really just are passionate about like opening the conversation up. If you're, you don't want to take adaptions. They're not for you. You don't like that's okay too. I just love talking to people, hearing their stories and helping them know, hey, just because you're feeling this way and your doctor said that's normal, if you know that you're not feeling your normal, be your own advocate. Yeah. You know, seek out second opinions, seek out um, maybe non-traditional medicine. And I am not, please don't think that I'm saying like Western or allopathic medicine is bad or wrong. I think that we're all bio-individuals. And so like Western medicine has its place in conjunction with Eastern medicine the idea and how we can incorporate both of them together and just helping people know that there are other alternatives to always just being told, Oh, you can take this pill. That's basically your only choice. And then you can go down the path of, okay, take another one and another one because this has that side effect. So I'm, I love having those conversations with people. And I think more that I've been out, not only do I realize like so many women struggle with postpartum anxiety and depression, um, it, it is starting to be talked about more amazing but so many suffer silence like I didn't actually know me and my other sister didn't know Kelly who I'm in business with had postpartum we didn't know until later because she was embarrassed to say that um and we're very very close but the other thing that happens when I'm out is people not themselves have had it but they know somebody who's had it or they can just relate to those feelings of like anxiety and depression and we've all experienced those so it's like having those and helping people know they're not alone. I absolutely love that. I thrive off of that. And it's why I do this business. Amazing. Yeah, I'm it's I, as a new mom and was most none of my friends have kids, right? I was like mm-hmm. the first and yeah. I had no idea how hard it is, how exhausting, how challenging, mm. how you know, people, it's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to you in your whole life, having, having a kid, having a baby, all those things. And it is amazing. It's also totally life shattering and alters every single thing that you do. Yeah. Um, And I just, I don't think people talk about the challenges as much as they should. I think they talk more about the the beautiful side, which I think we should also talk about that and be grateful for it. But it's, because then I, I mean, I've had moments, so I try and share as much as I can on social media and what, I, and with my friends, because I've had so many moments of like the other night I was laying in bed, feeling grief, like grief mm-hmm. for, for past versions of myself for my life before him and yeah. feeling as though like that version of myself had died. And, yeah. and that is normal, but people don't it's... talk about it. Right. They don't talk about, and that's just, in all parts of life, right? It's, it's easier to say I'm fine than to say I'm a mess and I'm tired and I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't want to even be a mom anymore, but you can't quit this job, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so beautiful that you do share that though. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just think a lot of my friends are now starting to get pregnant and I'm like, I want them to be able to come remember that I wrote this or to read this and know that this is going to happen and that they're also going to be okay and get through it. Yep. That is, you used the word bravery earlier. And I think 
to me, that is the most brave thing to share yourself and to just be like completely vulnerable and open. And you will help so many of your friends and, you know, anyone in your community that's seeing that, that is honestly, I think that's so brave of you. Yeah. But I mean, thank you. First of all, (laughs) I also just, you know, I think both of our businesses and it sounds like the way that you and your sister and I and others in our communities try and live our life is through vulnerability and authenticity and recognizing that sharing those things is an opportunity for growth and doesn't, isn't an opportunity. It doesn't mean weakness, right? It just means it's normalizing the, the messy. Yeah. And I think that thing that I'm still working on, like as a competitive lifelong athlete, we, you know, my sister was as well. She also played division one college soccer. It is something that we are very, or were, I should say very poor at because you're not to ever show weakness or emotion and just like fight through the pain. And so we have had to retrain ourselves that like, no, actually that's not what's to growth. And it's not what's going to lead to human connection and help you, um, you know, have, really intimate moments with others so yeah thanks for saying that it's it is a always a work in progress and something I'm constantly working on but yeah I think we are really we just want to be our most selves in this business and not everyone will like that but that's okay we don't have to be everything for everyone we want to reach the people that do resonate with what we're doing and who yeah so moving forward through your business you're going to New Zealand you're wrapping up your stuff there and then you're going to be full-time in a dash and what are some of your goals and um visions that you have for the future of the business so this is like a real a time of change in all seasons like for ourselves like me and my husband going back to New Zealand and winding down that chapter which now by the time we do that will be eight years of our life so it's literally the whole time we've been married um, but the business is in a uh, state of change as well and growth. So we're actually, as of today, um, we just closed the acquisition of another company called Adaptology Co. So it will get wrapped up in a, a dash eventually. Right now it's its own product. They are adaptogenic functional latte powders. So that is something that we are super excited about. Um, it was like our three to five growth plan, but this opportunity kind of landed in our laps and was too good to pass up. We'd had people asking for things like matcha or non-caffeine options. Like they want have an easy way and a tasty way to enjoy their adaptions, but they might not have been coffee drinkers or even if they are, they want like an alternative for the evening where they don't want caffeine or the afternoon. So that's super exciting. What that means in terms of business and growth is we are looking to move our products onto Amazon in the next, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll see if everything, um, like trade all the behind the scenes stuff, trademark, blah, 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 the boring thing. As long as those are transferred, um, the goal is to be on Amazon by the end of the year, which, you know, it's the double edged sword. We hate to be on Amazon, but we want to be where people are shopping. We want them to be able to find us easily and conveniently if they're not in one of our cities, you know, Charleston or Nashville. So that's a huge goal for us. Um, looking we are really focused on getting into a natural grocery chain. So we would like to be in Whole Foods or Earth Fair. Um, those are kind of our top two at the moment. We want to be available, like I said, in the Southeast in particular, where our customers are shopping and where they can find it. 
those are the big growth plans. And those are long, like I say 12 months, because that's about how long it takes to get into a grocery store. Um, so that's where we're at with those things. And then we are hopefully this is the first scoop because this has only been discussed with me and my sister, we will <laughs> hopefully have a limited edition release of the powder lattes as well. So a seasonal flavor um, related to fall coming out very, very soon. We're recipe testing. I actually fly uh, this evening and we are doing some recipe testing and hopefully finalizing the recipe for a seasonal latte powder, which we're super excited about. And then also have our second product line of the coffee. So we've got another canned coffee that has cordyceps. So it's on the mushroom side of adaptogens. One, so it's more for like power and stamina. Um, that will be coming out um, possibly before the end of the year, but if not early 2023, just depends on manufacturing, whether they can um, slot that one in or not. So we're super excited about that. It'll be a little bit, you've tasted Adash, so you know, really lightly roasted cold brew. This one's going to be a little bit of a darker roast and so more of a traditional brew rather than like the iced coffee drinkers cold brew. That's awesome. Y'all are moving and grooving. I love it. <laughs> yeah, never, no rest for the weary. We like to move. We like to keep busy. So we're super excited about it. That sounds awesome. I'm super excited for all of those things to see it all roll out. And yeah, Amazon, yes, it's, I, I'm always like, oh, I don't need to buy this off Amazon, but it's so easy to buy things off Amazon. <laughs> it's so easy. And it's actually become like the number one search engine now. People are finding yeah. products like they, or they hear about something and they go to learn about it on Amazon. I think it's some, I was reading something about this recently. It's something like more than 40% of consumers. That is their first place. Like Google it anymore. We're old. If we Google things, we go to Amazon or TikTok. So that's wild. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm super excited to see all that roll out and good luck taste testing all the new flavors tonight. Thank <laughs> um, you. Yeah. So just to start to wrap it up a little bit, what is one uh, tip, inspiration, quote, something you want to just leave the listeners with? Yeah, I think I have always like a million quotes in my head. So I tend to not cite a quote. I just like people to know that you can and should be your own biggest advocate. So in whatever that is, if it's your health, it's your wellness, if you just are unhappy and you but figure out what your root cause is and what you need to do to get yourself back in balance. Advocate for yourself. That's what I think it is. If you're not happy, I know we can't all just like and you know move across the world. That's not what I'm saying. But figure out what is your root cause of whatever issue you're having. Um, therapy is an amazing and amazing thing if you're fortunate enough to be able to work and afford to work with a therapist. Um, but advocate for yourself. Don't let anybody tell you that you are not feeling you and that's normal. Yeah. I read a quote, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but it was pretty much along those lines. It was like, if things are good, keep moving forward. If they're not good, change something. Yeah. And it's, it's simple in theory and challenging as all as it can be in real life and in practice. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Idealistic. But um, I, I think it's the best thing that we can do for ourselves. Like if we don't take care of ourselves, and that is, that's why I'm going back 
New Zealand. Um, it for the business was a really challenging decision to make and step myself out of the market. But if we're not our best version of ourselves, then we can't be our best for anybody else and show up every single day as our best self. Yes. Amazing. Um, well, thank you so much for hopping on here. Why don't you go ahead and just share where people can find your products, Instagram, I'll put all the links in the show notes, but just go ahead and uh, verbally share it as well. Yeah, love to do that. So first of all, thank you for having me. It was great to chat and we'll have to connect off of here for a coffee or something as well. Cause I want to chat more about like your yoga retreats. I love all of that. Cool. Um, but where you can find us. So the business on all things social is drink a dash, all one word. So D-R-I-N-K-A-D-A-S-H, all things social. Um, you can find me if anybody wants to follow along in New Zealand at new N-U, American Dreamers. Um, that's mine and my husband's account. He's just there. He doesn't do anything on it, but um, that's where you can follow along in New Zealand. And if anybody um, is looking for our products, the best place to find them is always on our website, um, drinkadash.com. If you're local to Charleston or Nashville, we do have a store locator on our website. So you can see where we're available. Um, the most common ones that people find us at are the Daily, Mercantile and Mash, US Wellness Co., um, Anios and Dells in Mount Pleasant. We're at Hustle. So we have a pretty good footprint around Charleston. We kind of try to be in all the neighborhoods towns that everybody can find us. Um, and I think that's about it. If anybody has questions or just wants to chat or get in touch, they can feel free to email me, Megan at drinkadash.com and we can connect from there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Get Wild podcast. My name is Kelsey Harrison. If you're looking to come on a yoga retreat or connecting, please reach out to me. You can find me at getwildretreats.com and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.